Hello, Unpolished MBA. I am your host, Monique Mills, and this is episode 091. That means we are almost at 100. But that also means that we're at the end of season six, and this is my final wrap-up message for this season. And when we come back in November, we'll be starting on season seven. It is crazy it's been that long. There have been so many different interesting topics we've addressed this season. I want you to go back and and take a listen. I would be remiss not to mention some of the hardships that a lot of you all are either bearing witness to or have experienced yourself. I know that everyone that listens to the Unpolished MBA podcast is not an entrepreneur. A lot of you all are aspiring to be or considering it or maybe listening because you want to hear how foolish the rest of us are for (laughs) doing it. But there's various reasons that many of you listen to this. But I want to I want to address kind of like the elephant in the room. We're seeing a lot of layoffs in today's environment, um, even in technology, right? Even in all types of industries, folks thought was stable and they'll always have a job there. And what many of you have found out is that that is actually not true. Nothing is guaranteed as far as work goes. And that's why, to me, it's always important to at least understand Two things. Number one, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it does not require any special degrees or fancy degrees. That's the whole point of this podcast, right? You hear from all of these people who don't have a formal MBA or who maybe didn't even have any real business experience before putting themselves out there and giving entrepreneurship a a shot. So I want you guys to know that that's that's first and foremost why this podcast even exists. And we want people to kind of understand the everyday person's journey in this path. But secondly, I think it's important for everyone to have some type of entrepreneurial knowledge and skills. And that includes, of course, communication skills, but I also would say um, project management skills. Uh, Number one as well, sales skills. If you can sell yourself, you're selling yourself when you're applying to a job. And you actually get an interview, right? So that that is actually a sales process. You have to know how to do sales. And I'm hoping that some of those like basic skills that we may even talk about on this podcast, basic skills that are needed in running a business or entrepreneurship overall, even if you're just a freelancer, I'm hoping that everyone who listens to this podcast prioritizes learning about those things. And even if you decide to never become an entrepreneur, you at least know some of the basics so that you can, if you needed to, spin up your own thing in order to be able to take care of yourself. Because the big elephant in the room is that there's been a lot of layoffs in 2022, 2023. We can't blame it on COVID anymore. That's not what it is. Through technology, things are becoming more efficient, right? So when we think about even ChatGPT, ChatGPT came out strong, even though I've been using another software called Jasper for several years. It did not have the same big splash on the scene like ChatGPT. Chat is very powerful. That's 
ChatGPT is created by OpenAI, and they have basically taken all the information on the internet and used it to train their model, their large language model. And you use ChatGPT to type in any question and any thought to get feedback, and it pulls from all over the internet to analyze or um, give you information. And it does it literally in seconds. It can even write code, okay? So with that in mind, the world is changing. And I need for everyone to understand that you are going to be affected or have already been affected in several ways. And it's only going to become even more evident. So I want to share this post that um, Colleen Paulson, on LinkedIn did today. And it says, everyone on the layoff list was older than 40. And it's in quotation marks. And then she goes on to say, and it's not your imagination. The Gen X has been hit hard by layoffs in 2023. According to Glassdoor research, effectively all of the increase in unemployment through July, 2023, can be pegged to Gen Xers. On the surface, cutting higher salaries looks like a quick way to drive profitability. Now, we all know that that's what a lot of companies do. You know, they want their balance sheet to look better for their investors. And quick wins are really just to do a layoff, to cut people. Back to Colleen's post here. And it says, and with Gen Xers being in their prime earning years, they're definitely easy targets. However, studies show that it can cost companies up to two times an employee salary to replace that employee. So what does that tell you? Do companies really care how much it costs to replace the employee? No, they want those quick wins. And I hate to even call it a win because in reality, everyone loses, but it may please their shareholders in the meantime. But with those types of across-the-board cuts, how are people preparing to take care of themselves when job cuts are being implemented across some of the major companies? And I'm not talking about just a few dozen people, maybe a few hundred, but we're talking about tens of thousands of people have been laid off from companies like LinkedIn, right? So how is LinkedIn, the job and career platform, and the company itself is even laying off tens of thousands of people? So I say all this to say that when I'm sharing information about entrepreneurship and how other people are doing things, I'm really hoping that it gets your gears turning and you are really internalizing some of this information because Lord knows, I think everybody is going to be some type of entrepreneur in some way within the next 10, 15 years. It's just no way that we can keep going at this pace of technology, scaling throughout every facet of our lives and jobs being cut and people not be affected in being able to take care of themselves and their family. Like it it's not going to slow down. You're going to have to create an income for yourself in another way. And it's going to require you 
to have that skill set that I was talking about as far as um, basically knowing how to sell yourself or sell your service or sell your product and find customers and things of that nature, which are just part of entrepreneurship. Those are entrepreneurial skills. And everyone is going to have to have a bit of that as part of their, their arsenal, how they provide value in their careers and in the, in the workplace. So companies may not hire you on as an employee. I mean, who wants to pay full-time benefits, right? It's just, it's crazy, I know. But many of them may be interested in hiring you as a consultant. It looks different on those financial statements to hire a consultant, even if it's just a, you know, a one-time contract that may be spread over a year or six months or two years, whatever it is. It looks different than having a commitment to a full-time employee on that balance sheet. It looks different. The metrics that companies use to determine if it's healthy or not, a lot of them even look at the revenue per employee, right? And so it's like, how do you compete with that when you're literally just like a number? You have to know that you're providing value to the world and to that business. But the way that they define success for that business really comes down to that balance sheet. And it's unfortunate that we're here, but it's all something that many of us have been discussing and anticipating for years. We understood that technology was going to have a place in our society that would eliminate jobs. Uh, it would replace some of the things that humans were doing or make it more efficient. So even though I mentioned chat GPT and how incredible it is and all of that, it still takes a person to put in the right inputs in the right way in order to get an output. But also it takes a person to understand if that output even makes sense. So I compared it recently to someone um, talked about how now math is harder on tests and things like that because people have access to a calculator. So standardized tests and colleges and, and whatever <laughs> makes math harder because people are using calculators. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's, that's not quite it. That's not the compare that you can't compare chat GPT to a calculator. And even if we did, that's not the right comparison. If you think about calculators, it just allowed people to make calculations more efficiently and quicker. But you still got to know what to enter into the calculator and in what order. Let's take it back to PEMDAS, right? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Like, that's the acronym we used to learn when I was younger to understand the order of an equation, like what to enter into a calculator in order to get the right result. But sometimes... If you, let's say you even know that and you enter in the wrong information in the calculator, it's going to give you a wrong answer. You have to know that that answer doesn't look right. That still requires a person to, to interpret that. And so I'm not saying that will always be the case, but where we are and where we will be for a while is humans, you're still, we're still useful. Okay. So even with chat GPT, you can enter in things and it can spit out wrong information. I mean, it happens every day, all day. 
But you have to have knowledge and expertise and just some good old-fashioned common sense (laughs) to realize when it's giving faulty information or that maybe you need to enter it in differently or ask the question in another way or present the data that you're entering into it differently in order for it to understand what's happening. And even once you do all those adjustments, it probably will still give you a wrong answer. And that's okay. It's technology. It is not a person. And so with that in mind, I want everyone to understand just how quickly and fast the the world is changing as far as how we define work. And I'm hoping that the Unpolished NBA podcast plays, even if it's just a small part, just a small part, having an impact with, I don't care if it's just one person, helping you understand that you are still worth something. You still have plenty of gifts and skills and talents that are applicable to today's world. The way you apply it in the workplace may change. The way you use it to earn an income for yourself and your family may change. It may look more entrepreneurial. And there are people who have created businesses for themselves with limited information and even less resources than you probably have. And they just took a chance. Now, I'm not, I certainly don't advocate for folks to take random chances and irrational guesses at whether or not a business idea is feasible. I certainly expect everyone to be strategic in that. But I want you at least to know that it's a possibility. You have to accept that everything is not going to work out, but you just have to also know that the more you do, the more things show up in your favor. So you have to just get started in whatever it is that you think might work and be strategic in testing things out. It's important that you understand that you still have value. The way you earn money from your skill set may look different. And I encourage you to reach out to some of the guests on the podcast. Reach out to us on the podcast. Reach out to me through the podcast and, and ask questions. And sometimes it's just a matter of taking that first step to see if hey, maybe if I engage with some of the folks who have done this, perhaps I can gain some more insight so I can craft the plan for myself just in case I get laid off, just in case this job is eliminated. There are a lot of people who are copywriters and, you know, marketers who are like, hey, I'm sorry, but this chat GPT thing, I'm sorry to, to actually have to be honest and be like, ooh, yeah, this is putting the heat on what I thought I was great at. I'm still good at it, but chat GPT is actually better, quicker, and more efficient. And so when you think about that, it doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel good to know that, but you can always reposition yourself to still provide value in this, in this world. And 
my goal is that you hear real stories from real people on the Unpolished MBA that give you some insight into different industries, different ways of doing it, different mindsets. But one thing is for sure, everyone that is an entrepreneur that I know and including myself, there, we, we've accepted that there is no certainty in any, but we know that we're problem solvers and we're committed to figuring it out. So if that is your personality, if you're a person that doesn't give up easily and you're committed to figuring it out, it's something that is possible for you. And if you don't want to do it alone, you don't have to. Someone else may start a business, a consultancy like mine, for example. And I hire folks in my network to help out with projects and different things that I, that I do through TPM Focus, which is my consulting company. And sometimes that's just what it's going to look like for folks who don't want to spin up something themselves. But just know that your value is not in the job that you have. The value is in what you know and how you execute on what you know. I've been talking a lot about the acquisition space. I've been talking a lot about folks that want to, that are, including myself, um, in the arena of buying small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, which we call SMBs, okay? So in this season, on episode 081, I had Christine on, and she's an intermediary. Like, she's one of the folks uh, who matches sellers of businesses with buyers of said businesses. And some of these businesses, you know, are selling for 400 or 500,000. I know that sounds crazy. Like, do I have that in my bank account? <laughs> um, but most people don't have that in their bank account. Uh, some of these businesses are a million dollars or $2 million. And that sounds just irrational and unreasonable when uh, we're suggesting that, that there are banks that lend to people who want to buy small businesses, uh, actually up to $5 million. But on episode 081 with Christine, she talks about how people are buying businesses with their home equity, with their 401k, in addition to, of course, SBA loans to acquire a small business. Now, most SBA loans, you have to have a business that is selling for at least 500000 but just think about this. If you were to acquire a business, it's different than starting one. So you guys know I'm, I'm all about startups. I know the ins and outs, how to spin up anything from an idea and get the money flowing. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. It all depends on the market, right? It's not about the product. It's about whether or not the market wants the product that you're selling and if they're willing to pay for it. And if so, how much and how often? I got to add that in there. How often are they willing to buy it? And in in the acquisition space, though, it's it's quite different because you're buying a company that's already generating revenue. You can buy a company and immediately start paying yourself a salary. So you really don't have to skip a beat when it comes to that, but you have to be ready for all the other aspects of running the business, having a staff. Um, you may have office space that um, is rented, that's already part of the business. You 
have to have someone who's doing accounting. And, you know, a lot of those people and positions are already filled when you buy the company. There are aspects to the human resource part of running a business, hiring people, firing people. You know, there's all types of things on the HR side of things. But if you're one that's like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to buy a company, build up a company, um, be good to people that work at these companies and people who don't want to work, I'm okay with replacing them and giving people jobs. In the meantime, you're building an asset for yourself. It is something that's accessible really to the everyday person if you have uh, a little bit of, I guess, courage to put the time in to learn something that's entirely new to you and be willing to learn the steps to do it. And there are a lot of people in the acquisition space that are willing to help you and willing to share information with you. I am one of those people, but I have a full network of folks who are in the acquisition space and I've shared information on resources and individuals that said, hey, reach out to us on not just the Unpolished MBA, but also on LinkedIn. Entrepreneurship has many different forms. Some folks are freelancers. Some folks are like, hey, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm just going to help people buy and sell properties or buy and sell businesses or buy and sell apartment complexes, you know. So that's also a form of entrepreneurship. There are many different ways that you can provide for yourself and your family legally. And I'm hoping that this podcast just gives you hope if you're in the position right now where you've been laid off and trying to figure out what's next, or if you've been searching for a job for a long time. There's so many talented people who are now on the job market trying to figure out what's next. And I want everyone to know that there are options. If this podcast is helpful in that journey at all, I would say that I fulfilled the purpose in creating it. And with that, I'm going to sign off. And in the meantime, go in and listen to some of the entrepreneurs, even just from, not just from this season, go back to some of the older seasons. From listening to them, I hope that you get inspiration and gain some more insights to help you in your career. See you in season seven. Take care.